3: Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Just hear the hum of desert insects, and like the distant screech of a hawk. Slowly in your ears. The jingle of spurs on rock. Uneven steps moving forward and then as the dying light of the sun that is setting red over the hilltops, comes up on a man slick with sweat, a leather vest thrown over lank shoulders as he slumps down, breathing hard. You can tell that his cheeks are emaciated and he hasn't had a good meal in a long time. Teeth are yellowed as he pulls a rifle up and props it on a stone and you can see down the sights down towards the dying sun, the pronghorned antelope, you know, chewing at some grass. As he wipes sweat out of his eyes and tries to steady the rifle and let your vision move around. Behind him, there is darkness. Across mesas, stones, and desert, the antelope moments before it's about to get shot, and then nothing. You just hear a choked gasp. As your vision swings around, back towards this man, and where he was, there is nothing. It is as though he has been swallowed by the very earth. All that is left is a dusty hat sitting where he was. is the only sign that there was ever a human presence here at all. And let that transition now, the sepia-toned and, and red, hazy scene, to crackly black and white... As another man in a cowboy hat is looking out at you. I don't think you're in the right territory, Marshal. Cut to the uh, Marshal from Gunsmoke looking back and was like, "Way I see it. I carry my territory around with me. And pull back off this little uh, rabbit-eared television on a shelf behind the counter of a gas station. As we move back in the legend 1973. some folks milling around, picking up provisions for their little road trip. There's a Chevy van getting filled up outside. You can hear the ding-ding of another car pulling in. Who do we have here, uh, uh, milling around purchasing snacks at this tiny little Arizona one-stop light town's gas station? Why don't you tell me a little bit about Sunny? What do they they look like?
1: You see a petite 5'2", You know, fairly curvy, you know, she's got, she's not, she's definitely not skinny. She's definitely enjoyed a cheeseburger or two in her time. Blonde haired, hazel eyed woman, about 21. And the folks here would know her name is Susanna Sunshine, or at least that's the name that she tells you. Obviously not her real name, but it is (laughs) the name on her driver's license because the guy at the DMV did owe her a favor. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Mm-hmm.
1: She might be pretty, but it's kind of hard to tell under all of the makeup that she's wearing. And her hair is like irresponsibly feathered. I mean, just like she just went (laughs) to town on it, Um, but she thinks it looks good. And so she carries herself with that kind of hot girl swagger.
3: Great, and uh, what's what's the kind of thing that Sonny would gravitate towards at a little convenience store? What is she what is she looking at to purchase?
1: She's got a Dr Pepper in her hand, and she's looking at like the Red Vines, and you know, she's like, do we want these or not? You know, got to watch my figure. She's heading out west because she wants to pursue a career as an actress. Wink. Um, so she's she's kind of like thinking ahead, what's she gonna need to do to stay trim.
3: Perhaps uh, singing, uh, I'm a pepper, you're a pepper, under her breath with her Dr. Pepper, moving past another um, fellow who's uh, about to return to the van, picking over some items here. Why don't you tell me a little bit about Eugene Theodoropoulos?
2: Theodoropoulos, (laughs) yes, that's right. Uh, Yes, so Eugene, uh, he is, uh, well, (laughs) some said he was top of his class. Obviously, he was third, um, but top of the chess club that is certain uh eugene is a uh is a very smartly dressed guy uh you know he's wearing a blazer unbuttoned though because he's pretty cool with very large glasses his hair is kind of combed neatly but just ever so slightly uh you know messed enough just to give off the air that he is in fact quite cool uh <laughs> Now, now he comes from a fairly religious parent, so this is sort of a a way to get away from that you know he's he's the type of person who's uh, everyone expects him to do very well, but the truth is he doesn't know what the hell he wants to do um he's standing over. Looking at all the different flavors of chips and wondering, gosh, if I if I take barbecue, I mean barbecue is good, but it does get on your fingers, and, and, and I don't know if I brought enough napkins for that.
3: Uh, hmm.
2: <laughs> but but barbecue is a good flavor after all. Okay. I, I think I'm gonna go with barbecue.
3: Dealing with some analysis paralysis in front of a display prominently <laughs> featuring the Frito Bandito as Eugene, and then as. Uh, passing him, looking at some more items here, watched by a uh, fella behind the counter who's like, you can tell, has a big wad of dip in his, in his lip <laughs> and is occasionally like <laughs> spitting it into a Mountain Dew bottle. Uh, we see um, Phoenix. Yeah, you're
0: going to see uh, this guy in his 50s, about six feet tall, lean and wiry, uh, very weathered skin, just deep lines around his eyes and his mouth and this wild mass of blonde curls under a a colorful headband. He's got a full beard. And uh, I mean, you can tell Phoenix has has seen some shit in his day. He's actually a former pilot, uh, but he retired trying to find a, a bigger connection. He wanted to do something important, some universe discovery type things. So most of the time now he's like hiking the Red Rocks. So he's a pretty good climber. Or with his partner, Summer, he'll uh, stargaze in the desert. So he's got this real bohemian vibe into psychedelics, just kind of going with the flow. And uh, the most important thing, I think, to the other people in the convenience store would be that he's speaking to this hand-carved parakeet that's made from (laughs) driftwood. And it's got these amazing rainbow-colored feathers, and you just kind of sense it has this fearless spirit, too. And there's a little secret compartment in in her back, and he, he he opens that up and takes a look. Like he keeps checking on whatever it is he's got inside that compartment. But you'll have to use your imagination for that one. Uh, but yeah, he's gonna go up to the counter and he's kind of looking around for rolling papers and loose tobacco. Um, he's he's pretty simple. He doesn't really believe in money, but uh, you know he'll <laughs> buy gas he'll buy gas and uh, and rolling papers and, and tobacco, of course, whenever he needs it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so maybe looking at the uh, at the at the zigzags and bugler rolling papers behind the uh, cash register, where um, perhaps rhyming a little bit with your carved parakeet, you notice up there a taxidermied owl kind of staring <laughs> down at you as this guy just kind of regards you and is like pff, spitting a wad of this dip <laughs> juice into his bottle. Sky,
0: look, I think he's sweet on you, kind of pointing up at that owl. <laughs>
3: Y'all gonna buy something? And and maybe looking at some magazines over there is Mick Tanner's. Like, this ain't a lending library, friend. <laughs> so why don't you tell me what uh, Mick Tanner is up to?
4: Mick is... He's the kind of guy who probably would be quite tall if he ever stood up straight, but he doesn't. He has the kind of emaciated builds that you only get from years of abusing amphetamines. And he has (laughs) wide bloodshot eyes, uh, a prematurely lined face. His hair is... Long and straggly, a bit past his shoulders, dirty brown. Maybe it would be dirty blonde if he washed it. He's got a straggly beard, and uh, he's wearing denims that don't look like they've been washed since the 60s. And uh, a band t-shirt with a logo on it that no one can make out. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Great. Yeah, I mean, he puts the magazines down and goes over towards the candy stand and picks up a Hershey bar and just looks around and says, uh, Are there any American chocolates that don't taste like someone's vomited on them? (laughs) (laughs)
3: I've always been partial to the Mars bar myself. Yeah, but you see, that's because that's English. (laughs) (laughs) What? <laughs> and he, this confusion plays over the over the face of this of this clerk <laughs> where y'all headed you Ain't from around here and it seems to me and I'll, I'll just pitch this this seems like a group of people we've got uh sunny with with aspiring uh stardom in her eyes of some sort <laughs> we've got uh mick tanner this perhaps uh um and And also Phoenix, who are tripping the light, fantastic <laughs> Eugene, who is on his own particular sort of head trip, like an intellectual trip, and maybe maybe eager to loosen up. this sounds like a group of people who are moving west, maybe to go to uh, the coasts like the summer of love is long past, but there's still some folks out in the um, seekers have scattered out of San Francisco and out of Los Angeles in the wake of the late unpleasantness Altamont and and mm-hmm. the Manson murders, but there are little intentional communities popping up all over the West that this group of people might be excited about. Well, far as I know, that's American. Just the gas, or um, y'all gonna buy anything?
0: Yeah, I'll, just, I'll take these papers if you don't mind, huh?
3: Settling up, uh, sliding your papers. You you buy whatever you buy. This because this is the seventies that your entire purchase probably amounts to around seventy five cents.
1: <laughs> I think Sunny has her collection of snacks has grown in her arms, and she just kind of walks up and dumps a bunch of stuff on the counter next to Phoenix's papers. Phoenix, could you get these for me? I left my <laughs> wallet in the car. <laughs> please. He's gonna please.
0: actually kind of pick through the snacks and he's a little judgmental about it.
1: Uh, You get a hand slapped. <laughs> yeah. Come on, please.
0: Come on, pork rinds. These are disgusting. You know how they make this shit?
1: You don't ask those questions, okay? You have to, like, live life and just take it in as it comes.
0: Yeah, you tell me how to live life. All right, I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up.
1: Thank you. What
0: are you getting, Eugene? Sweet Eugene.
2: Oh, uh I- I've decided on... Uh, I finally decided on barbecue. It is, uh, in fact... Gonna be fine. I do need to know. Do you do you carry uh, wipes or any kind of napkins here? <sighs> For fuck's sake, uh, I, I couldn't find them. But I don't want my
3: fingers to get uh, grimy. Oh, also a Coke. This is gonna be great.
2: A lot of sugar today. <laughs>
3: <laughs> In regards to your question about towels, he points, and you see like a door almost hanging off its hinges with a little washroom. And it's one of those towels that you pull and is fed back up into a sort of metal chamber. You know, it's just a a loop of cloth that that (laughs) that you that is disinfected in scare quotes somehow up in that metallic chamber. And you're just kind of pulling it down and it is noticeably yellow (laughs) Uh, hmm. on second thought. Maybe I'll just go with classic. (laughs) (laughs) i'll just put you uh making your way back to the van imagine if you will suddenly a figure comes out from around the uh the side of this convenience store though though we may not have the rights to do this in in our film of this just imagine the band (laughs) free imagine their song woman playing and then everything (laughs) just goes into super slow motion as a uh Intensely beautiful young woman walks around the uh, the corner of the um, of the gas station in a Daisy Duke shorts, a t shirt, and like a little like heart shaped suitcase, and it's kind of like walking towards you.
1: Sunny immediately narrows her eyes and hates this woman with everything <laughs> she has.
3: <laughs> yes, a suggestive thumb pops out. It's like, oh my gosh, that's a mean machine y'all have. <laughs> you got room for one more very close talker coming right up to you, Phoenix.
0: Good. And Phoenix and Sky's heads both turn toward the woman. <laughs> Phoenix doesn't really believe in transportation after his piloting days. He's more about walking. <laughs> um so he he borrowed this van from his best friend Johnny, who's now a crop duster. Um but he's gonna he's gonna kind of give her a real quick look and say, Yep, we got room. Yep, yeah, we got room. Uh, Eugene's just nodding.
1: Slap, Mm -hmm. slap on the arm from from Sunny (laughs) Phoenix.
0: Yeah, whoa! Come on. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big van.
1: It's not that big.
3: (laughs) Oh my God! It's true they say chivalry is not dead. She gives you a wink and hops right into the right into the van. Yeah, I'm Hazel, by the way, Hazel Jane.
2: I'm Eugene. (laughs) Hey, Hazel, I'm
0: Phoenix. This is Sky, kind of holding Sky out. Uh, we got Mick. You're gonna have to mind Mick's drum shit. He's got the whole back of the van filled. I think.
2: Mm. Oh, oh, that's okay. There's there's plenty of room to, right next to me. <laughs> um, and
1: I'm Sunny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah, and Sunny, Sunny too. Um,
1: I think um, Sunny is going to if. Eugene starts going to that seat or like tries to get if anyone tries to get next to her S- Sunny is going to interpose herself and get like right into um, Hazel's space
3: mm. <laughs> Great.
1: so where are you going?
3: <laughs> I don't know the journey's the destination you know I'm just going west man I'm just going west oh she's cool Mick I'm on a seeker trip aren't we all it seems like y'all are about the same. And she takes like a Salem out of her out of her little heart shaped box and puts it in her in her lips and like leans towards you like got a light.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, so might take a look around take stock of everything and, and adopt a if you can't beat him join him approach um, and we'll whip out a lighter. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Thanks girl. That's so cool. A secret trip.
3: I can tell we're going to get along just fine.
1: Me too.
0: (laughs) And Sonny's got our snacks too, if you're hungry.
3: Like, wow. (laughs) I've (laughs) I've fallen in with a great little caravan then. We've got pork rinds. They're like real crispy. Yeah.
1: Oh, now you like the pork rinds. Okay. Uh,
4: And Mick reaches into his jacket and pulls out a a handful of Slim Jims that he's shoplifted.
3: (laughs) Well done. Nice one, Mick. Yeah. Fucking capitalists. And as the uh, and as the van p- p- pulls away heading west, blaring music, just see that that clerk kind of spitting into his bottle watching your van disappear with a disapproving look on his face, which seems eerily mirrored by the owl there (laughs) over his shoulder. Um, And you're on the road now, just like tight, tight confines of this van, chopping it up. And I'd love to know a little bit more about Eugene, what has brought Eugene on this on this mission of self discovery? And that that's a question that Hazel may have just asked you, and she is like draped on you as soon as whoever she's talking to, she's like invading their space and kind of like leaning on them suggestively. <laughs>
2: it's the best day of Eugene's life. Eugene is so he's so into this, but also incredibly uncomfortable. He's torn between how he feels. Uh, but yes, uh, well, um, t- see, I'm a I'm a, a student at uh, ASU, uh, which is in Tempe, part of phoenix really uh, i'm from scottsdale which is technically also part of phoenix uh but uh yeah um i uh, I, uh, I ran into uh these, these people um <laughs> you know i i, I said uh I, I this is this is the crew i've been wanting to do uh, this sort of thing get, a, get away from well, get away from dad uh get away from the family for a little bit and uh and well these uh these people just kind of the, the door was open and uh i mean i I kind of hopped in, and, uh, and they said it was fine. Uh, I said, I don't care where we're going. Just take me with you.
3: I love that.
2: <laughs> you do? Uh, say, do, do you... Uh, he pulls out a little portable chessboard. Do you, do you like chess, too? <laughs> um, I, I have this uh, travel kit ready to go. I could uh, teach you if you don't know, to, don't know how to play. Oh, really? Do you like games, Eugene?
3: Are you a player? Uh, <laughs> uh, you could... Yeah, yes. Do, do you like games? I went to ASU, 2 for a little bit. That's what Daddy wanted, also. Whoa. We have so much in common.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Phoenix is driving the van with his knees, and he's just going to shoot a look over to Mick, like, what the fuck?
4: <laughs> and Mick just shrugs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, what kind of games do you like to play?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of van, Eugene. <laughs>
2: Shut up, Phoenix.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I probably shouldn't play games, Gene. Can I call you Gene? (laughs) Uh, You can call me anything. (laughs) Because when I play games, I really like to win. You know, the cool thing about chess is is that the queen is the most powerful player on the board. (laughs) And she starts to set up. Uh, Yeah. Dad wanted me to go to a, a husband farm but I had other plans. I begged him and begged him to transfer to the folklore department in Miskatonic but he made me stay in the southwest. So I told him, "Uh sorry, I'm hitting the road cuz there's more you can learn out here than you can learn in any school, right?" You're so right and and god you are so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And so you're setting up the board let's uh, roll, uh, do a contested roll to see who wins this backseat chess game
2: oh nice I actually invested several points into chess <laughs> yes, yes amazing <laughs> uh, some may call it a waste but uh, I say
3: now it's going to come in handy uh, great um, <laughs> go for it roll away uh, that's a regular success Oh, oh my God! Oh my! (laughs) Um, Hazel just rolled a seven. So, um, (laughs) of course she did. I love that. (laughs) She's all the time like barely even looking at the board, just kind of making eye contact with you the whole time. And she's like, as you're kind of laying out your little gambits and stuff, she's like, "Mm, really tough. And then, (laughs) and then suddenly, like about fifteen minutes later, she's like, um, checkmate, I think.
2: (laughs) Oh, 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 jeez. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, you must be a grandmaster or something.
3: No, no, no. I think I just got lucky, and Sunny, she kind of turns to you and gives you a little wink.
1: Um, Sunny is deeply annoyed and kind of turned on. <laughs>
3: You're on a seeker trip, huh? Yeah. Well, if you really want to see some stuff. We're only a few miles right now from Two Guns. You must have heard of that. Just looking at Eugene, uh, a uh, two, two guns. Um, oh
2: yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard of Two Guns. We we should definitely go there, right? Right, everyone.
3: <laughs> what what's in Two Guns? If anything, it'd be a cool place to watch the sunset. And it is like the day is kind of like getting past its its arc. Yeah, it's a little ghost town. Oh. That
2: sounds really cool. I, I brought a Coke bottle we could share over the sunset.
3: Did you, Gene? I brought some things we could share, too. <laughs> they said Billy the Kid uh, hold up there for a little bit. The Billy the Kid? Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, this is cool. This is cool. Okay, we definitely have to take a detour. Phoenix, can we take a detour? Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to get further west.
0: Mick, This I've seen enough guns in my day.
2: doll. No. Oh, it's just
4: a name. We're going to need to make camp soon, aren't we?
2: Yeah, it's basically on the way.
4: If the kid wants to go to a ghost town, I say we let the kid go to a ghost town. Yeah.
3: It's not just a ghost town. It's an energy thing, man. It's like... Yeah? Haven't you ever been to a place where, where the vibes are just so intense? And... Huh? And it's a little bit spooky, too. You know what I mean? Say more? Yeah. It's like
0: being inside my head.
3: Uh. <laughs> and uh, maybe some of you have heard of, of Two Guns. This is a real place. People can make no rolls if they want to know, see if they know about this.
0: Mm. I'm from the East, so I feel like I need a penalty die or something.
3: Yeah. Take that penalty, then, for, for your Easterliness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I failed. Yeah, I failed.
2: Huh. Nope. <laughs> I'm from Arizona, but I'm from a gated community. I don't think I know this.
4: <laughs> I got an ordinary success, but I reckon being English, you need a hard one to have heard of it, so I'm happy not.
3: <laughs> you may have heard, Mick, this, like, uh, Billy the Kid tale, that there's supposed to be a, an attraction where there was a house in this town of two guns that Billy the Kid hid in when he was on the on the lam.
4: Yeah, I think I have. I... Heard of that place? Um Why not? Like I say, we've we got to stop somewhere. Well, fuck it.
3: It'd be a great place to camp, and it's just like outlaw vibes, you know what I mean? Mm.
1: Wait, Hazel, you were talking about energy? Mm. Like, what kind of energy? One of Sunny's hobbies is she's into... um Occult rituals specifically <laughs> for building wealth, knowledge, and um power over others. So that's a really interesting thing to hear. I don't really know much about, you know, any kind of like what do you mean by energy?
3: Yeah, see if you can do a charm.
1: Sure. I'm gonna spend five points to make five points of luck to make that a regular success.
3: Oh, you're an energy worker? You, you can feel that that kind of thing.
1: What does that mean?
3: She's from Houston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you work for Shell.
1: Yeah, um, okay. yeah,
3: <laughs> it's like, no, I can tell that you're like, you've got like empathic energy. <laughs> Stop. It's like you ever walk into a room and you can just know it's good or bad or weird vibes right away. I feel like most people can feel that to some extent, but, like, there's some people who are, like, attuned to it, and I can tell you're one of those people.
1: Oh, my God.
3: I'm one of those people. Like I said, this is a spooky place. The whole Billy the Kid thing, that's recent history. But the history of this place goes way, way back. They found artifacts here from, like, the 1100s?
1: No way. Whoa. Are those artifacts, like still there in maybe, like, potentially unsecured locations?
3: Absolutely. Like, if we hunt around out there, we could probably find some Native American artifacts just out there that are, like, really charged with energy. You know what I mean?
1: Phoenix, we're going.
0: When you say that, Phoenix has his antique compass open, and he's kind of watching the the spinning needle trying to get the vibe of two guns where she wants to go. You know, every town's got a spirit, Hazel. This one sounds pretty groovy, I think. that Maybe uh, we could do a little meditation in some abandoned buildings. Yeah, this, this sounds pretty good.
4: Yeah, you got a map I could look at there, Phoenix? I want to try to work out whether maybe this is where there's a couple of ley lines meeting. <laughs> Great. Yeah,
0: yeah, just pop open the glove box there. And it's, like, full of maps. Like just everywhere you could ever want to go in the U.S. And other carved birds. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so Nick basically just starts rummaging through the, 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 the glove compartment and, and throwing every map that's not of interest over his shoulder into the back of the van <laughs> until he finds the right one.
0: What you don't see is a car registration or an owner's manual. <laughs>
3: uh. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like maybe a weird way to use it but roll library use to see if you find anything of of import in the maps that you discover.
4: Okay.
3: That's a zero six. So, yes, that's a hard success. <laughs> in the back seat, uh, Sonny and Eugene, you see, like, the, the light just blotted out up front as this huge map covers <laughs> covers everything. And Mick, your um, prematurely wrinkled finger traces some lines <laughs> along here and finds, like, the highway, the little town you were just in. And down to the to the southwest, you find on the map two guns. It seems to be very remote from any other sign of like civilization it is truly in the middle of nowhere and there's a couple other names nearby um with that success you see that it's right on a geologic feature called Diablo Canyon and the other feature that you see a little point adjoining two guns is a spot with just the name Death Cave (laughs) (laughs)
4: oh oh, i like the sound of this place amazing if there's time we're definitely going to death cave
1: what was that (laughs) what did you call it
4: death cave oh yeah death cave if if i can't get a song out of a place called death cave i should hang
3: up my drumsticks Hazel's hand wraps around the... Comes up through the van and wraps around your shoulder. Mick, she's like, oh my god, you're a musician. These are your drums. Yeah. That's so groovy. Well, I was...
4: I was touring with Soulstorm. It was our first... U.S. tour. And, well... Uh, I don't know. I just had to get out of there. I and mean, pressure got too much. Um, I needed to clear my head. And I figured... Yeah, we were down in the southwest. I'd, I'd head out into the desert and I'd uh, maybe see if I could find a shaman and some peyote and just just rewire everything in here until I could see things clearly again. Oh.
0: Right on, man. The phoenix reaches across and puts a hand on, on Mick's shoulder. He's almost teary-eyed. Right
3: on. (laughs) (laughs) It's like we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight, and uh, she continues dragging out her cigarette. And the van continues down, and you can maybe like imagine a little montage here of our of our van going onto successively smaller and smaller (laughs) and less (laughs) paved roads. Little road runners kind of like crossing the road and then skittering out of the way as the van (laughs) goes by and watch a tumbleweed rolling by and the van cruising by, a sign dangling off a post just completely rusted over, bullet holes riddling it that says two guns, faded, (laughs) not even, like, barely legible. You have arrived. As you look through the window of the van into the quote-unquote town of two guns, what you're looking at is a Convenience store not unlike the one that you were at earlier today, except this one is burned out. It looks almost (laughs) recently burned nearly to the ground. It is a, a formerly smoldering ruin. It is just a black and charred, the awning... Looks like it is about to collapse. The pumps are rusted over. There's sprouting, like, succulent undergrowth coming through pavement. And off in the distance, you can see maybe one house that's partially collapsed and the foundation of another off in the distance. And a couple of, like, old ironwood trees. The ground is is uneven, and you can see big, rocky formations off in the distance on the horizon. And once you kind of get out of this, like minimally paved area it is just an expanse of desert in every single direction
1: and how is the energy here
3: interesting what uh <laughs> roll power oh, oh wow oh. it's that kind
0: of
1: energy
3: nice <laughs> oh
1: okay Boop that is a hard success
3: great you're on a street that terminates at nothing there's this um, foundation and then a house a little further off on your on your right. But you feel something almost drawing you towards where this road that ends would go. And you can see off in the distance, the earth kind of drops into this canyon. You're just pulled, you feel, forward. You think you see in the rock formation off in the distance, a human figure. It's just the silhouette. And you have the feeling that it's looking at you. And you blink and it's gone.
1: But I think Sunny is gonna kind of respond to that pull and just almost unconsciously just kind of like start walking, walking that way, whatever way the pull is going.
0: Well, let me stop the van first, Sunny.
3: (laughs) Sunny tumbles out of the van. (laughs) Roll, you get D (laughs) six. Just like D six road rash damage. I don't know why I thought we
1: were stopped. Okay, fine. She doesn't.
0: Phoenix is doing, like, the clip-clop of hooves on the uh, steering wheel. Like, can you imagine what it would have been like back when this town was, like, bustling? Man, this is... I'm getting a really good energy here.
3: Oh yeah, it would have been like the Rifleman or Gunsmoke or something. Yeah, Mm.
0: Oh, this is cool. Maybe we could find like an old dance hall and kind of, you know, slowing down and eventually stopping so Sonny can hop out.
3: (laughs) Even if we can't find a dance hall, we can make our own and Hazel's like tapping on your drums in the (laughs) backseat. Yeah, yeah,
4: I'm, I'm certainly feeling inspired here.
3: So you're free now to just open up and explore. Hazel kind of like steps out of the van, is like gives a very performative stretch, her her lithe body appearing to like shimmer, like like bronze in the sun. Hot damn! As she, uh, um, clops off on her on her kind of like a uh, platformed shoes, kind of like oh my back. This this all seems to be an excuse for her to like flex. <laughs>
2: It's working.
1: (laughs) So you'll walk over and kind of like take the cigarette out of Hazel's mouth and take a drag on it um, and then just like place it back in her lips, um, (laughs) give her a (laughs) wink, and then actually start walking now that they are stopped. See if there was actually anything there. Like try to understand like what the, what that like figure was. Mm -hmm.
3: Awesome. Great. Um, So you're kind of walking off into this kind of wilderness that is spread out in front of you. Hazel totally is is charmed by that and there's there's some like crackling frisson there between the the two of you Any anybody else got any got any plans? I, I do want to um if I can get a
2: moment alone with Hazel um, just out of earshot of the other guys uh, <laughs> I want to ask Hazel um uh, Hazel uh, you, you said you're good at uh, energy and, and you, you understand it and that kind of stuff uh, is this is this lucky and uh Eugene pulls out a little collectible souvenir spoon. <laughs> that his grandma gave him. Um, it's got a guy with a cowboy hat and a creepy big grin, uh, and underneath it, there's all these stars that form a constellation, but it's not a recognizable constellation. And he says, uh, "My my yaya gave me this, and she says uh, it's lucky, and I should carry it with me everywhere." And I just, I just want to know is is it actually lucky? Just don't tell them because it's kind of weird. I know.
3: <laughs> What's? Can you tell me your luck score, Eugene? Uh fifty-five. I'm gonna roll your luck and we'll see if it's lucky. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hazel like looks at this spoon and just like cups it in her hands and takes your hands too, and like gets really, <laughs> really close. <laughs> like you you can smell menthol as she as she draws close <laughs> to you. It's like
2: <sighs>
3: keep this close, Gene. This is a talisman. This is really lucky. I can tell that this is actively charged. Oh, I think I'm actively charged too. <laughs> <laughs> so while, so smoke is shooting out of Eugene uh,
2: Theodropolis's
3: ears. Uh, are, are Phoenix and Mick doing anything? Sonny, Sunny is is continuing her trajectory um, off and away.
0: I'm I'm kind of like waiting for everybody else to get out of the van. I'm not going to lock it up, but I just want to make sure we're in a good spot here.
4: Yeah, and Mick's just going to wander off into the wilderness as well, not in the same direction (laughs) as the ladies, but he has no idea what this is the kind of place peyote
3: will grow, but he's willing to look for it. Excellent. Okay, so I'm going to ask you first, Mick, to make a nature roll to see if you find any interesting foliage, and Sunny, a spot hidden.
4: No, Mick has completely failed on his natural world roll, but... I figure that this is because he's not fully in tune with the natural environment here. Uh, he's, He's not really connected to the energy. He's not connected to the natural world yet. He's been in the car for too long. So he's going to start rolling himself an unfeasibly large
3: joint. <laughs> Great. So nice. so those those rolling papers are now coming in handy. So just see the the kind of craggy and skinny face <laughs> of, of Mick Tanner kind of licking this paper and, and scanning the ground, not really knowing what he's looking at. Sonny, did you how did you do on your spot hidden?
1: I rolled a nine, which is an extreme success.
3: Wow. Oh. Off in the distance. Just to the, the northwest, there's an ironwood tree. A rather short and scrubby tree with gnarled, uneven branches. And you see someone sitting under that tree. And it looks like there's a shape just across from them.
1: Can I see what the shape is? What shape is the shape?
3: <laughs> with your extreme success... It looks like it might be a, a vehicle of some kind. In fact, it looks like it might be a motorcycle.
1: Uh, how far away am I now from the others?
3: hundred yards.
1: And how far away am I from this figure?
3: Same amount. Maybe equidistant between these two.
1: Um, I think Sunny is a bit reckless, a bit of a risk taker. I think that she's um, <laughs> not going to alert anybody else that this is happening. She's going to approach this figure. Interesting. But kind of quietly, I guess, or trying to be quietly. Now that I've said that, I'm looking at my stealth. (laughs) The kind of thing where you don't want to disturb someone.
3: Sure. I think stealth is the way to go, though. Why don't you roll stealth on your approach? This will um, play for both the figure and your friends behind you back in two guns. Wow.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, You know what? Fuck it. Let's spend three luck and make that an extreme success as well. Wow.
3: Okay, great. Everyone is wrapped up in their own in their own world. Back in two guns, the joint is is hitting. <laughs> y- you, Eugene is, is tamping down his extreme uh, um, sexual excitement. Wait, um, he doesn't have
1: to roll. He doesn't roll, have to roll to see how successful that tamping down is. <laughs> 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 what is that dexterity? What is that?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, um, uh, Phoenix is looking at his bird. Um, Hazel is is also just peeking around, looking. Walking towards uh, the house.
0: I'll eventually talk to Hazel then if Mick's off doing his own thing.
2: I think Eugene's with them. Cool. He hasn't, uh, he's kind of, of he puppy dogging. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's go see what Hazel's up to.
3: So Hazel and, and, our, and the gang are moving towards the, the house. Yeah. Sonny, you are silent and unobtrusive as the wind. You move <laughs> closer to this this figure. The figure does not notice you and does not stir. As you get closer and closer, you get the sense that, oh, they're taking a nap underneath this tree. Their head is tilted forward. And with that very high level of success, as you draw up, suddenly you realize that you're not looking at a sleeping person. You're looking at a dead person. And as you get much closer, you realize you are looking at a person whose chest is drenched in blood. Their jaw hangs slack onto their chest and their eyes remain open, staring at the ground. And as you approach, I think that that deserves perhaps a sanity role. I
1: was going to say, OK, here we go. <laughs> Sunny's OK. Sunny's cool with this.
3: Wow. OK. Um, I mean,
1: she's from Orlando, so it's not the first body that she's seen.
3: <laughs> I think you can take you can take one one sanity loss for that. All the same. Rad. <laughs> and as you approach, you can see that like this shape is in fact a motorcycle. It's two motorcycles. And they're charred. There's a a burned body near there. It looks like one of these motorcycles maybe caught fire and exploded. One of them is is it's still intact, but the rider the rider is also flung to the ground in an, in a bizarre posture like back up it looks like they were also struck their head is on the ground their knees are buckled and you're looking at three dead bodies and and these motorbikes
1: uh, how wet is that blood on the guy's chest is this a recent thing there's just like been a while
3: dry rusty brown and it kind of flakes and crinulates as you see it on the on the shirt of this of this figure and also on the leather vest that he wears.
1: God, okay. <laughs> so very clearly, they're all dead, and there's <laughs> stuff. Uh, Sonny's gonna rifle through the pockets <laughs> and any like any um any bags or the if the they're not saddlebags when they're on a motorcycle, but you know, like the compartments mm-hmm.
3: on the P- panniers, the panniers, yes. Um, those you can see that there's a. Uh, a pistol in the hand of this figure who's slumped on the on the ground there's also a black leather case nearby to the to the man who's leaning on the tree you said you wanted to go through the pockets
1: um i think if she spots the case that's going to be stop number 1
3: okay there's like a little key lock but it's nothing that you couldn't like it's a leather case you could force it
1: um i have a switchbook
3: Do you want to open it up with that switchblade?
1: Yeah, if I can just, if I can either prise it open or uh, go ahead and just cut that leather.
3: I don't think you even have to roll for it. You slit that leather and this case flops open. You're looking at racks and racks of American dollar bills. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com/style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com/style.
0: Thank you for listening to Ain't Slade Nobody. For ad-free episodes, lots of bonus content and special programming, please join our wolf pack at patreoncom slade or subscribe to Ain't Slade Nobody Plus at Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show more than becoming a subscriber. See our show notes for full credits and help us grow by posting friendly reviews and spreading the word to your friends and followers. Thank you and good luck out there.